Hello everyone, Kirk Hamilton here. The time for April Fool's jokes has come and gone, and so it is time for me to relabel this episode so that it is clear what it actually is. I had labeled it as being my analysis of Miles Davis's So What from Kind of Blue, which is an episode that I did. It's the next episode in your feed, and it just went up after this joke had basically run its course. That's also when I'm updating this episode, just to let you know up front that this is not really an episode of Strong Songs. It's just a joke. I won't spoil the joke. If you haven't listened to this and you want to, go right ahead. It's only about 10 minutes long. But the next actual episode of Strong Songs is the one about Miles Davis's So What that's next in your feed. I'm leaving this episode in the feed just for posterity as evidence of a dumb thing that I did because I had an episode coming out on April 1st and I couldn't help myself. So sorry for spoiling the joke, but like most April Fool's jokes, you kind of had to be there on April 1st in order for the joke to work. Okay, that's enough from me. The April Fool's Day joke episode follows. Thanks as always for listening, everyone. Now entering Strong Song's April Fool's Joke Mode. In music theory, a cadence is a series of chords that leads towards an expected destination. A cadence usually comes at the end of a musical phrase. They come in all shapes and sizes. You can have a perfect cadence or an imperfect cadence or even a deceptive cadence where the final chord is not the one you were expecting. Now I love a good cadence as much as the next guy, but let's ask the horns what they think. Welcome to Strong Songs, a podcast about music. I'm your host, Kirk Hamilton, and as always, I'm so glad that you've joined me to talk about music with plagal cadences, music with authentic cadences, and sometimes music with deceptive cadences. We're talking about a very strong song this week, one with very interesting harmony, and I'm excited to get into it. So find yourself a comfortable place to sit, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. There's actually a whole world of cadence theory out there that I'm not even that familiar with. As a jazz musician, I really only needed to know a few of them, though when I start looking them up, they all have very interesting names, and it's pretty cool to learn about that stuff, even if I don't always use it. And you know, there's always kind of some kind of an application for that kind of stuff. The more of it that you can learn, the more tools you will have in your toolbox, even if you don't need to know, say, the difference between a Corelli cadence and a Landini cadence, it can still be kind of fun to find out, because you never know when that information will wind up being useful. Okay, just a couple of quick things up front. You can reach me at strongsongspodcast at gmail.com, find me on Twitter at Kirk, K-I-R-K Hamilton, or on Instagram at Kirk underscore Hamilton. Thanks so much to everybody who backs the show on Patreon. You can find out more about how to support me making strong songs at patreon.com slash strong songs, and extra special thanks to everyone who has spread the word. This show totally just lives through word of mouth, and it really means a lot that so many of you are telling your friends about it. Okay, without further ado, I really want to get into this episode's strong song. This is a classic that I'm really excited to get into. It's one of the greatest jazz recordings of all time from probably the most famous jazz album ever made. I can't wait to dig into it. And you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to hype it up anymore. I'm just going to let the band take it away.
That's right, on this episode we're going to be talking about one of the greatest jazz recordings of all time, So What, the opening track from Miles Davis's seminal album, Kind of Blue. I'm so excited to get into this song. A lot of people, of course, have requested that I talk about more jazz on the show, and I haven't talked about purely instrumental jazz since uh, last year's episode on Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers' Monin. Of course, Kind of Blue is such an important album and such a major milestone in jazz that I couldn't help but decide to talk about it. I mean, where to even begin? This album completely revolutionized jazz harmony. You had chord progressions like this one... I mean, we'll get into it, but there's so much cool stuff going on there just in the harmony. It's this kind of modal sound that no one had really been using before. Of course, you've also got Jimmy Cobb and Paul Chambers in the rhythm section just laying it down. I mean, Jimmy Cobb on drums, come on. Not to mention with Miles Davis, Cannonball Adderley, and John Coltrane, probably the greatest horn section in any jazz group ever. I mean, listen to these guys. So the horns are actually where I want to start. I want to begin kind of in the middle of the recording, which I know is a little bit unusual for us, but I want to talk about John Coltrane's tenor saxophone solo, because even just on his first chorus, if we listen to it, he almost sounds like a human voice. I mean, he's really bringing this vocal quality to his saxophone performance where he kind of sounds like a person singing. Check it out. This is the first chorus of John Coltrane's solo on So What? tone is just incredible for starters, right? I mean, it's like he's singing. He's just really singing through the instrument. Now, there's actually kind of an interesting conversation to be had about what key this song is in because this chorus is so unresolved. I think that's the secret to this chorus is that it's kind of tumbling forward. It's got that kind of pulse underneath it. And then the chorus just never quite resolves. Now, this is the great Bill Evans on piano. And obviously, I can't match him for piano technique, but I want to try to just give you a sense of what's going on harmonically. So the four chords on the chorus are, first there's F sharp, then A flat, then F minor, and then B flat minor. And we go through those same four chords over and over like this. Now the solo that Train is playing is following those chords pretty closely. He's kind of just moving downward over those chords. Let me put Train's solo over that harmony. Man, it's just, it's so hip. Okay. We're arguably in D-flat major, but you could also say we're in A-flat major. You could also say we're in B-flat minor. And even though I sort of hear it being in D-flat major, you know, my my gut is telling me we're in D-flat major, it never actually goes to D-flat major. You can imagine a version of this chorus that goes through that same chord progression, but ends on that strong one and gives you a strong sense of resolution, kind of like this. Now that's a D flat major. That's kind of why to me this song sounds like it's in D flat major. 
But they don't do that. They end on the B flat minor and then they go right back into that verse chord progression so it never quite resolves. I think that that keeps this song bouncing along and it gives it kind of the pulse that you feel that it has. It's not totally a rhythmic thing. I think it's partly a harmonic thing. That gets into one of the reasons that the harmony of Kind of Blue, you know, why it was such a harmonically revolutionary album. So listen back to Coltrane's solo again, that first chorus, and listen for that harmony. Now here's where it would resolve, but it doesn't. Now that harmonic complexity carries across the entire recording on, on, on all of the solos, you know, from Cannonball Adderley to Miles Davis. Okay, fine, I, I can't keep it up anymore. I gotta stop this, I can't keep going. Yes, yes, this was a joke. I had an episode coming out on April 1st. Of course I had to do something. Don't worry, there's still an episode coming on Miles Davis's So What. It will be out tomorrow in the feed. I'm actually really happy with the episode. I'm excited for y'all to listen to it, but I had to do something for April Fools and I hope that you all thought this was funny. I hope it made some of you laugh. I certainly had a good time making it. And I should say, I have a real fondness for Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. I just think it's like a really kicky, upbeat tune, and it's so, so catchy. It's just ridiculously catchy. Of course, it's a big internet meme, and Rick Rowling has been a thing for more than a decade, but really, like, the song just has a certain something to it. I like how he sings this. I think he's got a great voice. Um, I, I honestly, I, I do think that this is a fun song, and there is something to what I was saying about the chorus there. I mean, obviously, it's not Bill Evans and John Coltrane playing, but the harmony on this chorus is unresolved in this kind of funny way, and I think that that does give it a kind of a harmonic push that matches up with the dance beat of the song and makes it kind of push forward in this tumbling way that's pretty cool. So just to reiterate, the episode on So What is still happening. It'll be out tomorrow at the same time episodes normally drop, so this will sit up just for April Fools, and then I'll change the name so that it's clear what people are getting. The rest of the audio in this recording is actually going to be silence. I didn't want people to see that it was only like 10 minutes long. So there's a lot of silence after this. Um, so I will, of course, update all of that when it is no longer April Fools. I hope people liked this joke. I hope they weren't too worried that I'd lost my mind or my ability to hear music. And I'm really excited for you to hear the episode on So What as well. So yeah, stick around for that. It'll be up tomorrow. In the meantime, happy April Fool's Day, everybody. I hope that you're all taking care, and you'll hear from me soon. 